Hey, it's Sean Fennessy, one of the hosts of the Prestige TV podcast. HBO's Barry is back for a fourth and final season. And that means I'll be back recapping the show with co-creator and star Bill Hader to dive deep on the themes, scenes, and major moments in the series. Bill will provide insight into how every episode was made and why it's ending. New Prestige TV Barry recaps will go live every Sunday night when the episode ends. So make sure you're subscribed to the Prestige TV podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by the new season of Love Island USA only on Peacock. We got a text on June 11th. The one and the only Ariana Maddox is hosting a new season of Love Island USA on Peacock with a new villa, new bombshells and drama on the daily. This is summer appointment viewing at its finest. Oh, and of course, Scottish sweetie Ian Sterling is on the mic to narrate every moment of the fun. Love Island USA starts Tuesday, June 11th at 9 p.m. Eastern with new episodes six days a week exclusively on Peacock. Visit PeacockTV.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. What if I told you you could get a big snack almost anywhere for less than five bucks? Let's talk 7-Eleven's $3 big meal deal with seven rewards. Big meal deal is a big bite hot dog and a large big gulp drink, and you won't find a better snack deal anywhere else. Here's what I put on my hot dog. Mustard. And that's it. That's it. I love a hot dog with mustard. Maybe if the chili, if I'm feeling it, if I'm feeling crazy, maybe a little chili, maybe a little nacho cheese, but I'm a hot dog and mustard guy. But if that sounds like your kind of bite, visit 7-Eleven, valid through 1725. 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax, applicable on large, big gulp only. Participating U.S. stores only. See app for full terms. All rights reserved. Hola, everyone. I'm Erica Ramirez, and you're listening to What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. On this episode, my co-host's best friend, Stephen, and I will talk about two of our favorite shows, Narcos and Snowfall, that intersect with one another through the friendship themes of loyalty and sacrifice. How's your heart doing today? How's it been doing? I have an event that's coming up on the 20th with Uniglo. So I've been trying to detox and discipline myself for the next 20 days. So I feel like my heart feels energized. How's your heart? Oh, thanks for asking. I forgot. Uh, (laughs) uh, My heart's good. I'm feeling a little moody, but I'm just going with it because I don't know where it's coming from. That's understandable. Well, Well, in that case, is Snowfall moody? Uh, Snowfall is moody and so is Narcos. I, I think it's be- I think these are beyond moody. <laughs> this Facts. is a whole other level of mood. Um, but let's get into it. You've been raving about Snowfall since day one of its mm-hmm. premiere. Facts. From right now, I don't think you've raved about a show as much as you have consistently than Snowfall. Why is that? I, I think, you know, for one, it's John Singleton. We all know anything that he's been a part of has uh, been amazing and it's always like grown with time. It's gotten better with time. Then for two, it's like the acting is just incredible from a bunch of like young and new actors. Like you watch them grow on screen. Yeah, it's just like an amazing show. Like you could tell that they really put their all into it. You know, all the, all the actors, the directors, the writers, they really like um, made sure that lived up to John Singleton's legacy. How you, I mean, I mentioned Narcos earlier, but I mentioned it because the way you enticed me to watch Snowfall was by telling me that it's kind of like Narcos. Mm -hmm. Besides it, you know, 
clearly being tied in one way. Why did you say it that way? Why did you describe it that way to me? Because I think like, and I'm a fan of Narcos as well. And I think like the thing about Narcos that I like, the storytelling was amazing. And the drugs was kind of like that, like the drug aspect of things were like the appetizer to like the characters, right? Like you really got to understand who Escobar was and, you know, the Cali cartel were at that time, right? By understanding who they were towards the people that they were around, you know, like you've seen families yeah. grow, you've seen sacrifices being made uh, on both sides, you know, whether they were good or bad, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I've watched all seasons and installments of Narcos, like including Narcos Mexico. I think what's intriguing about this series is kind of, is seeing stories that you've been told as a kid, at least for me, or even now being told these stories on screen. Like, I feel like that's really intriguing. You see these, like, like you said, even with Snowfall, these narrative arcs of these, at least for Narcos, real life Narcos, drug lords, um, mm-hmm. and the stories aren't pretty. But there's a way that, like, there's nuance to these characters. And these stories have had, like, a rippling effect. They've impacted our communities and continue to. So how do you feel about seeing these types of stories that have, like, a real-life connection to our communities, like, play out on screen? I think it's great. I think uh, life isn't as simple and black and white as, you know, people make it seem. And I think we, like, with with Narcos and, and also Snowfall, it's like you're getting context to all these headlines that we grew up to, you know? Like, a lot of people didn't know how drugs got into these uh, communities. So right. you start to create this uh, narrative that's not, is built off lies and not true. Yeah. And I, I guess that's why I get when you say that, like, the reason, one of the reasons you love Snowfall is the the characters, how they play these roles. These, like, at least with Snowfall, they're not true to life as far as, like, who they're playing, like Narcos, but their actual roles in the show are true to life. Right. So I think that, like you said, it's the way that they play out these roles that makes you kind of like grab onto each episode because the storyline is real. So they're, like you said, adding more color. Well, when you were, when you were raised, right, when you was growing up, what was your perspective on Escobar before you seen Narcos? Um, I mean, it's it, it was not as like detailed as I saw it, but also I grew up more with the story of, you know, Mexican cartels, even more so than Colombian cartels, mm. even though mm. that's where the story begins. So to see like even Chapo being played in the Narcos Mexico installment is interesting because of how much you see drug lords, Escobar or Chapo be so glorified in the U.S. And when I, you know, the stories I've been told growing up and even now, they're still not something to play with. Like they're not glorified in a sense as how like U.S. media glorifies them. So to see them be played out on these, on Narcos was interesting because I, I appreciated how they shared the good, bad, and the ugly. They just didn't share one version of these characters and they stuck to the story as, you know, as well as they could. Clearly it's still a show. So there is like drama there, but I did like that I could align those stories with the stories I've heard growing up or stories I still hear now. I think it's interesting to see these these shows like Narcos and Snowfall and like you said, get context from real life shit pretty much. That right. is still going on. That is still impacts us to this day. Yeah, I think I think um watching like Narcos Mexico, like I actually started liking El Chapo. And I'm not saying I like El Chapo. <laughs> I'm not saying you that. You just said it. <laughs> But, but you know what I mean? It was like, you you know, like you've seen him go from, you know, essentially being like a do boy to growing into a leader. 
you know, you watched him struggle and grow into this this character. They don't go into like him reigning. It, a lot of the the narcos uh, Mexico was him getting to the to that place. You yeah, know what I'm saying for sure. And so you haven't even seen that yet. Yeah, no, you didn't see like all the. It was before he was like super ruthless, right? So you made it made you feel for him in certain aspects, right? Like, oh, I'm, you're rooting for him to be like, you know, it's like the Tony Montana effect. You know, it's like, damn, I want him to to win you know a lot of people said that about franklin in the last episode it was so controversial because so many people wanted him to get away with it you know Mm. versus why do you think that was because we we were connected to the character we felt for him you know it's like if it was like damn he did all these things because he had to because he was making sacrifices for his family and i think that's what happens we start to make excuses for things right like nah but yo he was cool though he was cool you know (laughs) like you know he had to do what he had to do you know when in reality he was uh he played a part in a lot of things that was you know break that broke down the community himself but he was just a a part of the chessboard he was just a pawn i mean it's i think that so what's happening is like they're humanizing these characters for us or these roles for us and at least for for narcos, it they're real life <laughs> drug lords that have mm-hmm. done some wild shit. So it's interesting. I think I actually felt that way with uh, season three of Narcos Mexico with um, Amado, where I just kind of felt I'm like, oh, I like him, right, and right. I like I feel wild liking this, right? Like this real life person that's killed people for drugs and sacrifice and all these things. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because they did a good job in humanizing these people again, showing like the good, bad, and the ugly. And we kind of got attached. But we talk about like working with friends offline. And I feel like this is on another level where the stakes are high, like they're pretty much life or death. How do you feel about these working friendships that you see? I guess, you know, if you want to just talk about Snowfall, but like opposed to others you see on screen. I think um, you've watched like a, a coming to age story. So you're watching like kids, like these they, they were 17, 18, like Franklin was in college, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Leon was in the hood, but he was like, they were all young kids trying to make it the best way they knew how. So you seen them like uh, an opportunity to come and them try to manage it the best way they could, you know, which was uh, make mistakes, uh, trust people, you know, like build some sort of like a brotherhood between, you know, Leon and like Franklin. And, you know, even with family, like seeing like, um, you know, aunt and uncle try to like give the the young ones game when realizing that, you know, they were starting to learn from from him. Like big homie and little homie changed. I think Franklin became, he started seeing eye to eye to his family. When it was back in the day, it was like uh he looked up to his uncle, you know, Uncle Jerome. Now it's like, yo, nah, y'all need to listen to me. I know what I'm doing. I did appreciate that about Snowfall versus Narcos that there was more different types of friendships within different relationships mm-hmm. where narcos, you mostly saw frenemies or pretty much enemies that you would have to lie to yourself and others that you were friends with. There were some like, you know, for example, like working friendships that were rooted in, in relationships and like family. Like I know for, for narcos, for Escobar, I do remember his relationship, his friendship that he had with his wife, thought that were like loyalty was his was the number one right like pillar within that relationship but it felt right. like a friendship that loyalty very much felt like a like it was deeper than that loyalty to the very end like pretty much she chose him over her own family also 
Like there was a, a moment where her brother asked her to leave with her, with him, like with the kids. And she says, no, like, this is my life. This has always been my life. This will always be my life. Um, and I know when we talk about Snowfall, you mentioned like Franklin and his like romantic relationships and also working with his girlfriend. But like, how, how did you see that play out in your eyes? I think, I think uh, everybody chose their addictions in some sort of way, you know? You know, mm. the way uh, the ending happened with a snow, uh, with snow, yeah, with snowfall, you know, Franklin was addicted to money. And so you seen him change, you know, with the help of alcohol, you seen him in his truest form because he was so addicted to money that he would lose, he was willing to lose everything or give up everything, risk everything just to be in control of the money. You know what I'm saying? I think with his girlfriend, Veronique, she, uh, she was, a, she was addicted to, the idea of Franklin becoming someone in power, you know, like mm. for her, it was like, yo, we can build this family together. So she was, she was like addicted to the idea of family with him. They was having a baby. They uh, uh, had these businesses and this was potential for her to actually build something that's nothing like her mother. Cause that's what, that was her thing. She didn't want to be like her mom. Her mom was in an abusive relationship. She was, she was, she went through a lot. She didn't want to go through that same situation. So, you know, she was addicted to an idea that this man can be her husband and they can build this family and this legacy. But Franklin didn't see eye to eye with that. At first he did, but I think the money got in the way of like what was important at the time when they first met each other. And I think it's interesting. It's like when you meet people, sometimes your 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 goals can line up, but but slowly but surely we, you know, we can go outgrow the goal, which it makes it easier for, easier for us to outgrow the friendship, you know, if the goals ain't the same. You made me think of, uh, I think you told me this when we were talking about Snowfall, of also choosing Franklin over Teddy because of family. How do you feel about that working friendship kind of triangle between also Teddy and Franklin? Like how it played out throughout the show? I think, again, it's addiction. I think uh, Oso was addicted to his family in a sense, right? Like he wanted to make sure that his family, he put his family over everything. So whoever was like aligned with him taking care of his family was who he was on, was which side he was on. And I think that Teddy seen that as well as Franklin. So they, they manipulated him based off that. I can give you freedom in certain ways, right? And there was a time where Oso had to make a, a decision on who to be allies with Franklin or, or Teddy. He realized that F Teddy would kill him and make it hard for him. And Franklin would give him um, the passports and everything he needs, the money and everything he needs to relocate with his family. You know what I'm saying? So he chose Franklin. So it was like these addictions, like Teddy was addiction, addicted to control. Honestly, I think Franklin thought there was some sort of like friendship between Teddy and him. He said it. He was like, yo, I could see, you know, you coming to my, my, my cookouts and we just be chilling. Like, you know, that was his vision. He really thought they were could they could be friends. But Teddy never thought that. He was like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, how could... We be friends. That was literally a working relationship, but Franklin couldn't see it. You know, he kind of lost track of what that relationship was like. But Franklin, um, Teddy always knew that this was just work and you're just a pawn on this chessboard. You know, you're not my friend. Like, are, are you crazy? How would you feel, right, if you were in this working friendship with someone, in a working with a friend and you realize that your position, like, within this friendship wasn't what you thought it was as far as your role? I've, I think I've been there. You know, I've been there. I've been, I've had moments, I've built with someone, right? We've built businesses, we've built ideas. And um, it was his idea that I built on and I had ex expectations that, 
because I helped with this idea from fruition that I, I also deserved partial ownership of this thing. Like I, I expected him to do the right thing, whatever I thought was the right thing in my mind. And life don't work like that. I learned a, a valuable lesson. It's like, yo, this is not, it's just business. It's not friendship. This is business. And you got to separate the two. Would you not consider also in Franklin or Teddy, whether it's three of them or one of them with the other, a friendship? No, I think, I think there was um, some emotion there. I wouldn't consider it friendship because think about it, right? Like Teddy wanted to know where Oso was at so he could kill him, essentially find him, right? Because he felt like betrayed. Franklin was going to uh, split the money down the middle with uh, Teddy. He was going to let him live. If, if Sissy wouldn't have killed Teddy, then Franklin would allow Teddy to get on that plane and eventually he would have found Oso. But Oso made a business deal in a sense, right? He was like, yo, I'll, I'll turn on Teddy if you make sure that I'm good and you do what you got to do to get him out of here. That's literally what he said. So for that money, at that very last moment, Franklin was going to turn on Teddy. So there's no friendship there. And, you know, like he cared about him, but he cared about money a lot more. So how is that really friendship, you know, in reality? And I think also really, yeah. I think also was just doing what was in the best interest of his family. You know, that's friendship. The people that he loved and that was his family. He put nothing before that. Yeah, because it sounds like between the three of them, one wrong move can change the friendship into a whole other dangerous trajectory. So is that right. really a friendship? You know what yeah, I mean? And it, so. it did. It did for all of them, all three of them. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's funny because in, in Narcos, Everyone assumes that they're being lied to, which almost makes it better because then they move with the intention that they don't really have the support of their quote unquote friend. I mean, who really 
is a friend in Narcos besides maybe like family members. But if that everyone else is really a friend until you get what you want from them or to keep an eye out pretty much is why you keep that person close, not necessarily to have their like loyalty and sacrifice. Like when I see that, at least within Narcos, because those are like the two common themes across these shows is like loyalty and sacrifice. Mm. It's within more family members, if anything. I mean, Sometimes, what do you think? But, but, they, but they always kind of, even in Narcos, you see people turning on each other all the time on Narcos, right? I think that was the story <laughs> for that, sure. for real, right? Like, I think that was just the story that they was trying to tell, you know? Like, yo, the cartels, I mean, again, it's addiction, right? Like, like we we the fiend or we the we the seller, right? Either way, we're dealing with addiction, the addiction to sell something or the addiction to, like, consume something, right? And I think that was the interesting part of it. That's why I said, to me, it's like addiction and how you like, I think the show is rooted around addiction. And there's all these different things that you're addicted to, right? Even with like um, Oso, right? Oso was addicted to his family, but he had to let his family go. He went out the country and his family went to North Carolina. He lost contact with them for two years. I'm sure that was the hardest thing for him to do. How, you know? is, it, how is it addiction and not love? As far as like Oso's, right? Like... Priority is taking care of his family, no matter the consequences. But you call it some sort of like addiction that he has over family. Is it addiction or is it love or his own loyalty? Right. Yeah, I think it was love for him to leave his family, to be honest, because that was the only way he was able to keep his family safe. You know what I'm saying? You know how much love you got to have for your family to let them go, because if yeah. you don't leave them and let them hide out for two, three years, they'll they'll get arrested or they'll die or get deported. You know, because they was running around with him and he was saying, trust me, trust me. I got y'all. I'm going to take care of y'all. But at some point, yeah. he had to make sure that his family was safe. And that meant him letting them go. And that's because he loved them. So to me, that's love. Addiction is like putting them in harm's way because you want them close. Yeah. I was thinking when it came to like family, like uh, something that I think of is uh, at least when Narcos is Pablo and his cousin Gustavo, like how many times he told Pablo to rethink some wild shit that he was about to do, like blowing up a plane. Mm -hmm. And then even after the fact, he kills, like still stands beside him. And even when he's being tortured, he still doesn't give Pablo up. And I think we talked about this of like, how do you stand by someone if they do, they do such like horrendous acts? Like, is it loyalty? Is it because it's family? Is it because you see something of yourself in this person? So you like forgive them? Like, I guess it's more so of how do you remain loyal, right? To someone that you're friends with when they're making like very harmful choices, even to your livelihood. Yeah, I think I think a prime example of that from Snowfall's perspective is like Wanda and uh, Leon, you know, to me, they, they made it out safe, right? You know, she broke her addiction. Her addiction was um, drugs. And Leon left the neighborhood. So they were able to like um, choose each other. And they both did, you know, in, in um, Leon's eyes was like horrendous things, which was like get addicted to drugs. Right. And Leon was so connected to the neighborhood that he killed a lot of people, you know, throughout the years. So it's like they had to give it up and choose each other. You know, and they, and they both understood that they both like they were working progresses, you know. And I think that's what um, what we always talk about is like, you know allowing someone to grow and become their updated self and communicating that. And I think Wanda did that. She was like, yo, I'm going back to Africa. He was like, all right, I'm going to stay here. She was like, I love you, <laughs> but I got to go. And then he spoke to Sissy and Sissy was like, yo, you got to leave. And it was hard for him to leave because he wanted to 
maintain the neighborhood. Like, I'm going to keep making this money. And it's like, no, go with her. Change your life. Do something with yourself. And that's when they were able to be free and live through it all, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's there's supposed to be a spinoff. Uh, right, you you damn right, there's a spinoff. Yeah, Wanda and <laughs> like Leon. That. Yeah, so that makes that makes sense. How do you feel about Leon and Franklin's friendship? I mean, I think with the with the finale, everyone was talking about how Leon came to him with this offer, right? And it, from the looks of it, it sounded like Franklin needed it, but he still didn't accept it. Yeah, but because I don't think Franklin accepted it because he accepted himself and where he was at. At this very moment. And for him. Even if it was ugly. Yeah. But for him, it's perspective, right? Like, yeah, he looked, he looked ugly to, also, to a lot of people, but for him, he felt free. So like, what's the, what's the giveaway, right? He looked, when, when he was at his highest point in looks, he was going through the most. He was going through anxiety. He was uh, killing people. He was losing family. When he looked his best, when he looks his worst, he's free. And that's all he wanted was freedom. So like, yeah, I can go and work at the, the you know, the shelter or wherever. And it's like, but I'm, I don't want to do that. I want to be free. I don't want to be connected to any type of business. I just want to be able to move around. But I, I do, I do appreciate Leon always showing up for uh, Franklin. He was, his, to me, he was his best friend in real life. <laughs> do the, do the good, bad and ugly. Frank, uh, Leon was always there for him. Yeah. I mean, that really, that friendship also makes me think of a sacrifice, that other like yeah. theme that we see of sacrifice on both, I guess, not only these two shows, but across the board when it comes, mis- especially with family. So I think that you talked to me about like Franklin's mom and how she got involved because she wanted to make sure that he was safe. Also, right. again, like sacrificing, right? Her livelihood, and what she had going on. And you see that in Narcos with like family members sacrificing their own livelihood to try to get in. To also keep the other person safe or to also mm-hmm. get in on what they have going on. Uh, so whether it's like naive or again, like some sort of responsibility or loyalty to family, there's a lot of sacrifice. Something we talked about, I guess, is like, how do you put value on sacrifice? How is the other person going to be like, oh, okay, this is good enough? It's hard. How do you how do you uh, measure it? I think sacrifice is the, some of the most important things outside of money. Um, sometimes sacrifice can be more than money. It could be way yeah. more than money because it's like you can't measure it, but it's heavy. You know, it's like you feel it. You know, when people make sacrifices, you feel it. Somebody give you money. It's like, oh, good looking. But when they give you when they make a sacrifice for you, you really do. You feel it. And I think that's priceless sometimes. Is that needed in a friendship? Sacrifice? Yeah. I mean, hopefully not at these stakes, but yeah, sacrifice. Uh, what do you think? I don't think that it's. Needed in a way where we would label it sacrifice, if that makes sense. I think mm-hmm. it's more so of choosing someone. But I think that when the sacrifice starts making, like, I guess, causing harm, that's when it isn't healthy. Right. But it's interesting because it's like a sacrifice could be harm for one person, but it could be like great for someone else. It depends on like the side that you're on where the sacrifice is happening. Yeah, it's interesting because, again, like the whole sacrifice conversation of like who puts value on your own sacrifice. You know what I mean? Like who decides if that's enough, like to quantify sacrifice. Like it's one thing to like invest money, invest time. You know what I mean? Like how do you even put value on something like time? Like money you could put value on. I guess it's more so like the type of sacrifice you make may not be decided by you if that's enough. Right. Which is when shit usually gets crazy. Yeah. When's the last time you made a sacrifice? 
you know, there's been times where like, this isn't sacrifice. It's more so of just kind of like putting myself to the side where someone's been needing to talk and I, I haven't been like in the space, but I know that they're in the space that desperately they need someone to listen to them. And I've kind of put myself to the side and, and was there for them. I don't think it's, if you're, if we're talking about, you know, choosing something over something else, then sure. But as far as like sacrifice, I mean, maybe I can't think of something because sacrifice to me is something very, it is high stakes. Mm-hmm. Have you thought of it? Sacrifice when it comes to friendship, your own friendships? Yeah, I think I say it's times where I sacrifice my my uh, emotional safety. Mm-hmm. It's like, you yeah. know, you'll be, you're going to hang with this person that might trigger you, but you make the sacrifice because you want to be there for that person. But I've been triggered by friends and they didn't even know it. Or they didn't even have the emotional um, intelligence to to see it. So I know that I'm going to link with the person that might put me in a situation where I feel uncomfortable or I'm tight or I feel away, but I'm here. Like you said, you're sacrificing your emotional well-being and like your sense of safety in order to be there for another person, whether it's intentional or unintentional, whether it's like subconscious or, or not, right? At least you're aware Unfortunately, it sounds like sometimes we do have to make that sacrifice. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been, you know, I'm from, I'm from uptown, I'm from Harlem. So, you know, you could be walking in the street and get into some in the hood. And then you make, I, I've been in this situation where I've made that call and you make the call is like, yo, come through. You call your people. It's like, yo, I'm in some shit. Come through. And you're not even thinking about you putting that person in harm's way. I've been there. I've been the person that they call. I've been um, the person that uh, made those calls. Like, yo, I need, I need some help. I got beef. You know, some shit is going you on. You asked for sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. What friendship across these shows has had like the greatest impact on your friendships? Like after you saw something, you're like, oh shit, let me think about this. It's, it's interesting. I, I never resonated with any character from Snowfall or Narcos, but I know I'm throwing like something else in there. Paid in full, you know, mm-hmm. was kind of similar to Snowfall in the sense of you seeing these kids from Harlem come up, you know, during, during the drug era in Harlem. They was like 17, 18, 19 years old. And that played a major role in my life growing up because, you know, some of my best friends, you know, we was in the street together. You know, you read these stories about kids making money and you feel like you could do the same thing. And that kind of like, mm. that kind of like uh, conjoined us. I don't know if that's a, a word. Conjoint is conjoint the word, or maybe like connected. Yo, oh, yeah, that's, that sounds bad. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with conjoint for the streets. You feel me? I'm, I'm making words over here. <laughs> Shut up. So it it it, uh, it connected us, right? We had like one common yeah. goal. We're paid in full for sure, which was something similar to Snowfall and Narcos, right? Um, because you watching the community um be affected by drugs. It, if I felt the same way when I was coming up with me and my friends, we were like, yo, we gonna do this. We're going to make money and we're going to change our lives. And that was like our goals throughout the years. You know what I'm saying? And I think, you know, as we got older, we um got less addicted to trying to get money the way we were trying to do it and figured out our own ways of doing it. You know, I went to college. Some of my other friends did other things, you know, and then we end up being, you end up meeting again when we were older and we were mature enough to be able to manage our friendship. But back then it was like, yo, we want to get fly, we want to get money, and we want to get girls. So let's do it this way. And then we seen Paid in Full, we uh, read Fed's magazine, we seen all these things that um, glorified how how to get this money, and we wanted to be a part of it. Yeah, so. that's wild. 
I mean, I I think what always connects with me, no matter the show, is always like the friendship within like siblings, just because, I mean, you know how close me and my brothers are. So when I see that within shows, I mean, with Narcos clearly take away the main component of drugs, but it's more so of like the loyalty that some of these guys have with their own siblings. I think I think of like the, is it the Ariano family? The one with like, you know, also had their sister involved. I just think of like how much they would do anything for one another. Again, like clearly this is more high stakes <laughs> than in my own life, but that and like even with my my favorite movie, which is uh, My Family, Mi Familia, it's always kind of like the love that is within like the friendships within siblings is always something that I could like connect back to where I do have that same feeling of like, I will do anything for my brothers. Right. Cause again, I think these two shows show more of like, a, uh, at least also with Snowfall show the friendships within like family members. Yeah. I think with Snowfall also is like, you know, your, your chosen family as well. Mm. Even Narcos, yeah. like your chosen family. For sure. Franklin and Leon became brothers and then like, yeah, they weren't blood, but man, they shedded a lot of blood together. So I think it hit different, you know? And so yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're friends. And I think even for you, you know, you've got chosen family, tons of them, you know? Oh, I do. I just put mad people on you. I put mad people in your life. I, said, you got, <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> you got chosen. about 15 chosen family. No, I mean, feel? yes. Moving moving to New York by myself when I was, I turned 21 in New York. I definitely built like mm-hmm. a, a community, a family. I definitely do have a chosen family. Majority live in New York. I feel like, you know, that's my second home. Like that is where my other family is, which is my close friends. So right. yes, you put mad people, but I can uh, I can definitely name all those people. So you're right. Yeah. And I think that's dope. You're one I, of I, them. Yeah. I, you know, you want to mine. You feel me? I also have like a, a big chosen family. Like I hold um, my brothers and my sisters close to my heart. Like I think when I say sacrifice, I think about my, a lot of my sacrifices come from from them as well as them for me, you know? Mm, um, yeah. I think that's dope. You know, I think that's a good conjointness. You feel me? On that note, <laughs> <laughs> that, may, that makes for a good episode. I like how it's conjoined. It's really conjoined twins. I was like, I've heard that word before. Um, all right, though, before we go on a tangent, thank you so much for talking. Snowfall, Narcos, really chosen family. Thank you for talking about chosen family with me. Thank you for listening. If you have any thoughts or feels about Chosen Family, Snowfall, Narcos, email us at whataboutyourfriendspod at gmail.com. Talk to you next week.